0: Justified Season 6, Episode 9, Burned has burned to the ground, but we are just getting started lighting our own fire here on Post Show Recaps with the Justified Podcast. I'm Josh Wigler, and I am joined here tonight by a man who can hopefully explain to me what the icky shuffle is, because I don't know sports. It's Antonio Mazzaro. Antonio, just answer that question right off the bat. What is that? What is Hey, Acky Josh.
1: Shuffle? Antonio again. Super weird, I know. Uh, I just wanted to tell you about the Icky Shuffle That's the only reason I'm calling uh, I don't want to give you too much details Or ask you too much about you know, what you're planning to do Or when you're doing it The Icky Shuffle, Josh, is a touchdown dance That uh, the Cincinnati Bengals' Icky Woods did In the late 1980s uh, He brought into a national craze, this dance uh, He scored a lot of touchdowns He was a fullback He was a really big guy who ran the ball into the end zone a lot Are any of these terms making sense to you?
0: Uh, I mean, I have a different definition of fullback than you do I
1: think. Ah, is that like a, the tattoo that you got of me? Yeah, let's
0: not talk about that. <laughs> okay, That's part of sorry. the upstate New York embargo. When we we don't there.
1: Oh, We don't we know no 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 no. I didn't realize I was heading there. Yeah. All right. Well, uh yeah, fullback is is a different definition for you, apparently. But Icky Woods, you may have recently seen it on a uh I think it's a Geico insurance commercial, uh where he's at the deli uh and he grabs the you know, he's like, I'm number thirty one or whatever, and he like spikes his order down and he's dancing around in the deli. Uh, uh, and I think it's a Geico commercial. It might be one of those Snickers commercials. It's one of those two. Um, and they've got Icky Woods bringing him back to prominence. And uh, it's one of those, did you know? No. Did you know that this happens? And then they cut away to show. Did you know Icky Woods dances when he's at the deli? And then they show him. So Raylan, uh, he grew up in Kentucky. He knows the Cincinnati Bengals. That's a, That's a man after my own heart.
0: All right, I'm just going to take your word for it because all I heard was sports, 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 sports. Well, that's what I said. Sports. Sports. That's all I heard. All I heard was I... Sh- schmortz, sports,
1: sports, sports. <laughs> I should have told you that it, that it wasn't. For all you know, I
0: all of that was a lie. I don't know what you said, so it yes. probably was. It at yes. least was gibberish to me. Well, anyway. once I got you thinking about fullback, that was it. Good news. This is not the sports podcast. If it sports. was, we would all be in big trouble. This is the Justified podcast. Everyone's in big trouble anyway, uh, certainly in the world of Justified. This was another big episode. Um, and we're getting closer and closer to the point, Antonio, where like, is there only how many episodes are left? Two episodes are left we're getting close to that point where that joke is actually real, which is alarming.
1: Yeah. I mean, it really, this is, uh, this is the end, my friend.
0: Almost the end. Not quite. Thank God. It's very, very close. Getting very, very close. It's the end, uh, for sea bass for one yep. uh the end for tiger hawk all of those guys are officially dead uh it almost was the end for loretta certainly the end for that snake uh and the beginning for a new character named Boone. uh almost the end for boyd almost the end for a lot of people and probably soon to be the end for many people uh also the end to speculation about who was the guacamole moly moly yeah and you it win. turns out what's up got that one that i think you need new. to be
1: doing the icky shuffle.
0: Right? right now josh i'm doing the wiggy shuffle right now (laughs) uh, which just involves me like wiggling back and forth in my chair and limited mobility because i'm chubby no pants involved Uh, i have shorts on well me too well, we only podcast in shorts. We're Shorts Bros. Shorts Bros. Uh so we, yeah. have, we have 4 episodes left, right? We have we have episode 10, 11, 12 and 13. Yes. Uh so that's great. That's great news cuz I'm not ready to let go of Justified quite yet.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be mid-April before we're putting this baby to bed.
0: Uh, before we start talking about the episode in detail, what did you think of the episode? Broad strokes, give them to me.
1: I think that uh that I I got to tell you, I mean, I don't know about you, but I really thought that we could lose a kind of a major character. I'm surprised Seabass is the only one who who bit the dust here.
0: Who did you think we were going to lose other than Seabass?
1: I, I thought Loretta might get it. I huh. really did. I, I mean, I, I she got a reprieve, I think, a little bit when Markham was like, find out if she has next to kin. I want to know if she gets any land where it's going. Because, I mean, he's basically saying, right, like I'm going to kill her and yeah. I'd like to do this thing that I've done with other people where I know that if if she dies, it'll go back to the state and I can just buy it. So she is definitely in G-R-O-U-B-L-E. Um, and she's she seemingly is the new Mags Bennett, so she might meet a similar fate. Uh, I didn't think we were going to get the end of Boyd. I wasn't really that uh, that caught up in that whole hogtie situation. Were you? Did you ever think we might see that we might be seeing the end of Boyd there? I didn't
0: think we were going to see the end of Boyd. I thought that the that the dynamite could go off and trap Boyd under rubble or something, and Raylan was going to go down there and like dig him out and arrest him or something like that. I thought that might be where we were going just because I kind of feel like uh, if there was an opportunity to get— Raylan and Boyd in the mind together. It feels like it was this episode. Uh, I wonder if that is now out of, uh, I don't know if it's out of the running, but it's off the radar for now. It seems like the mind thing is over for now. Yeah. Uh, it was, so it I didn't, I didn't yeah. see Boyd. I mean, Boyd's not dying here, I don't think. I mean, as you said, we have four episodes left. Uh, I feel like there's still plenty of stuff to do with Boyd. But I mean, at this point, I really don't know. I wouldn't have called them killing Dewey Crow in episode one. So there's still, you know, they could have killed Boyd right there. And um, I would have bought it. I would have been shocked and I would have uh, wondered where the hell they're going. But I would have bought it
1: yeah and and I I like your kind of version if that had happened I I do like that opportunity or that that sort of thing going now maybe Raylan doesn't save him maybe Raylan has to jeopardize himself to get down there and it's just not something that he does or he isn't able to save him and he won't let himself go those are fan fiction yeah. things so I'm really not sure where we could have gone with that but uh but I thought it might have happened for sure I mean I I didn't think that in the moment like oh my god boy's gonna boy's definitely gonna die here but I I thought that throughout the course of the episode we could lose somebody so i thought that would be a perfect opportunity for sure
0: yeah could have been good um but yeah big big episode big uh big things happening in harlan lots of pieces being moved into into position closer and closer to the end zone here uh so let's just dive into it let's get into it let's talk about this stuff let's dive right in uh so we we dive right into the marshall's office with rachel Raylan, and art first off i love Raylan doesn't know who he's supposed to be calling chief uh <laughs> which, which i thought was funny well um, they're both kind of sitting there i mean it's a tough question i understand that i love how rachel's like you're talking to me as chief and Art's like yeah she's chief and yeah. then Raylan's like, well mr mullen <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> i thought that was fun uh i like retiree art i think it's a it's a good it, it does suit him it's a good look for him uh yeah with the with the the playoff beard and everything. I right. love that beard. Playoff beard. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. Playoff beard. You're going all sports on me. Sports. Um, yeah. And so they're talking about how Ava has been turned. Uh, it's a hunch. Um, you know, right now he, he just feels it kind of, but it's, it seems pretty legit that Ava has turned and AUSA Vasquez shows up, uh, and says that, you know, this really did You know, like everyone's like, it's not the end of the world if Ava has flipped and It's like, yeah, well, her testimony is a huge thing if you want to bury Boyd and Rico. And now we don't have that as a lawyer. Antonio, what do you think? Is it a huge deal that Ava has uh, been flipped here? Does that really damage what they're building here?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think in terms of the RICO element. Yeah, I mean, the, the basically they're trying to build a racketeering or organized interstate, you know, crime or whatever. I forget exactly what RICO stands for, but they're really trying to get him for for organized crime. And, and as they kind of indicate, like we've they have him for really almost all the criminal things that are going on in Lexington. So he Everything. Is, He's a major player, this Boyd Crowder. Whether it's directly or indirectly, he's guiding a lot of the criminal activity in the central part of the state. And obviously, they really want to hit him with the most serious thing they can. Uh, And building an organized crime case against him uh, is a great way to do that. The problem is, uh, Vasquez is right. You need a witness who can make all those ties and bring all those things together. And, you know, without Ava, it's going to be difficult unless... Unless, Josh, they had some other mole that and, they could go to.
0: And how about that? So let's just dive right into that. There's no reason to, to dilly-dally. Is we get right into the Wind Duffy is the Grady Hale rat uh, really fast. It's almost as if uh, the writers have been listening to what we've been saying. They're like, ah, we may as well just reveal this now.
1: Yeah, and and good on them uh, in in a lot of respects. They've, I think they have set up the importance of the the mole situation there. So look, not only is that important because Raylan is able to use that as leverage against Duffy, and we buy it and we believe it uh, because we know that what Catherine Hale has said and we've heard other characters talking about how they want to punish this mole. She said it directly to Duffy, so we know that that is going to resonate with Wynn. So that actually works to turn. Win Duffy so it's it's not wasted time that we've spent with all these mole based scenes but they really do just put it right they charge right on through it's not a big reveal at all it's like oh art I've been poking around in some files I unsealed some files I know who the mole
0: is that's really all it is that's all it is yeah art's been busy I mean this has been his full-time gig is just figuring out what's going on here uh and he has deduced what you and I have been talking about for the past couple weeks that Win Duffy is the guy who ratted out Grady Hale and his file has been sealed uh, and now it is unsealed. Uh, also sealed is the tanning bed as Art and Raylan sit on it and force Wind to have a civil conversation.
1: Yeah there are some things <laughs> that are high on Art's list of things that he can't unsee. Uh and Wind Duffy in the tanning bed is one of them. So they kind of shove him back in there uh and and Wind finally gets out and he has to they you know they speak reasonably to him ultimately and and so he he listens reasonably and we end up in a situation where
0: Wind's going to be worked he's going to be a mole again. He's going to be a mole again. I mean listen the, mulligan. we're getting That's a mole sports. yeah we're getting a mulligan on the mole again. <laughs> I know what a ballgame is. I've there we go. Charlie Pace references it on Lost. Oh, yeah. There how, we go. That's how I know. Oh, boy. Uh, but, yeah, so he he needs to be used again. They, they need they need his services uh, because if Ava is burned, they need somebody in Boyd's camp. Uh, Wynn has been a, a mole before. He's been a rat before. Why won't he do it again? Uh, he does not seem to be into it. He says, how about if I asked you to lick my balls? Uh, and Ray, what's Dara play. leaked my yeah, balls. In that case, we'd probably leave. No, Duffy licked my balls. <laughs> uh, Duffy licked my balls. And when, um, well, that's not a confession. That sounded like I was confessing to <laughs> something. Uh, I didn't confess. I was to hoping that. you
1: meant former MTV VJ Duffy. No, no,
0: no, 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 no. I did not mean that. Uh, I did not mean that at all, nor did I mean the the cake guy uh, from the Food Network. Cake balls? No, that's not Duffy. No, this is another cake dude, Duff. Okay. Duff, Duff something. I don't know. Uh, we're getting way out of out of uh, out of range here. But <laughs> it's your fault. It is my fault. I'm am struggling here. I don't know how to get out of this. Someone help! Help! Um, all right. So <laughs> maybe we should just roll the credits. How about that? <laughs> and scene. Uh, no. So back to to Duffy saying lick my balls. That's where we started, right? That's where this trouble began.
1: I believe so. Yes. Okay, well,
0: let's get back into that. Uh, and so they they decide not to to lick his balls. They decide to have Duffy join forces with them because they threaten him with going to Catherine Hale with the information that he is the guy who ratted on Grady Hale. That will probably get him killed. Uh, he says, if you burn me, I'm dead. So maybe I can help you out again. Uh, so Duffy is going to play ball, not balls.
1: Boy, you're <laughs> you are in love with my balls, Raylan Givens. <laughs> yeah, that that the, the thing is, look, when Duffy is a survivor, and I think he says it kind of really relatively white collar, quickly. blue collar or no collar. When Duffy. Yeah. Ah, he's white collar, right? Um, Or maybe he's no collar. He's He's definitely not blue collar. Why not? He works so hard. He he definitely, do you think he
0: follows the rules? Once upon a time, he was blue collar. He definitely doesn't follow the rules. He He either makes them or breaks them. He's no collar. He's no collar. Yeah. He's no collar. No house. No house. He he, he lives in a douche mobile. Yeah, the douche mobile. I love that. Um, (laughs) What do you think of Wynn's conversation with Mikey about uh, snitching? Did you like Mikey's code? Yeah, that's really funny,
1: code. I, I have a code, Mike. I'd love to know what. What else do you think is
0: involved with Mikey's code? Is it the Contra code? The Mikey rules? The Konami code? <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah, Mikey Konami. We didn't. We haven't heard his <laughs> last name until just now. He once played tennis. It was virtua tennis. It was virtua tennis. It was Mario tennis.
1: <laughs> it was Mario tennis, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like this. Mikey's funny. You need a little comic relief, and Duffy's typically been that. But when Duffy's playing a little hardcore, uh, it's nice to have uh it's nice to have Mikey to to kind of play off of the serious Duffy. And like I said, Duffy's a survivor. We we this guy has been through too much and he has seen some shit. So to see him kind of sliding around through the things he slid around through uh, I think you can't do that as as the guy, and he, he points this out. You can't get to where he's gotten to and work in that line of work as long as he has without playing ball a little bit. So you throw the feds a little money, so you throw the feds a little information. You really do it to get ahead and to be left alone. You don't make that your sole purpose in life. And I feel like Win's kind of seeing it that way now. It's like, okay, well, uh, got to get along, got to go along to get along. So I'm going to have to play ball a little bit with the feds here. But you know how Wynn Duffy works. He's not gonna he's not gonna put himself totally in jeopardy for this he's not gonna bend over backwards and jeopardize anything he's not gonna go too crazy with what he's doing at least i don't think he would
0: uh well we'll see we'll see see where he goes we'll see where he goes exactly where he goes Jury's out but he is he is in a sticky situation for sure he is it's like it feels like he's sat in gum or something yeah he's he's in trouble uh let's let's go to Let's go to who he's in trouble with potentially. Let's go to Catherine Hale. Let's go to Catherine and Avery Markham. And then let's bring Seabass into the mix. What did you think of uh, this big scene with uh, Catherine Avery and Seabass?
1: So first of all, I Catherine is not happy right in this scene because Markham, Avery Markham is basically talking about not Avery Markham, but Avery is really talking about how he's going to have to go down to Harlan and press the flesh. She's got to win the hearts and minds down there in Harlan. It's got to go Iowa caucus on this thing. And uh, and she's not happy about that. She doesn't want to be paraded around the people of Harlan. I can't say I blame her. About She doesn't want to kiss any babies, which is something that you uh, sympathize with. Yeah. I mean, she, all of a sudden she's Win
0: Duffy, what, what, where's that coming from? Uh-huh. Yeah, she's well, I don't think that she's ever really had any true love lost between her and babies. Um, I don't <laughs> think that that has, that has she doesn't seem to care for her grandchildren that much.
1: We haven't seen much of, uh, of her and babies uh, in general. So you're right. We don't know. We we haven't seen her. Uh, we haven't seen her with with Winona and, you know, just hanging around Raylan. It's just not something we've seen. Not yet. No, but I I thought this was great. I mean, obviously, the point of this scene, I think, is to show that Catherine Hale is cold as ice. Like she is as cool as a cucumber under oh, pressure.
0: Do, 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 do.
1: You're as cold as ice. That's what I. Was that, looking for. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. yeah, yeah yeah um so i do think that that's the whole point of the scene i didn't think there was another point of the scene and honestly i think this bodes pretty poorly for for our man Win duffy because she's pulling this kind of stunt when she at the end of it she's just like i would love it if you would buy me a new purse and then she's calling somebody up in front saying she has a little problem
0: after she shoots Seabass bass in the brain
1: <laughs> after she shoots Seabass. she shoots him with the the saturday night special whatever kind of little snub nose or whatever gun that was in her handbag and he's bleeding out he is definitely going to die but then she executes him
0: yeah she just you know, listen no half measures you know catherine <laughs> Hale's is going full tilt on this one she's going full hail yeah she goes full hail on him yeah and i mean just you know we we talked about this weeks ago we talked about this with duke davis roberts when we had him on our podcast chooch we, we talked about how are the tiger hawk guys just kind of bad at this uh jury is in they were they were bad at this <laughs> this just in this, jury verdict this just in tiger hawk was terrible
1: yeah uh, they were know, the, they were the robert durst galveston jury of 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 organizations
0: seabass C- letting seabass letting catherine hale close to him with a bag and the promise of a diamond bracelet when he could really just yank that off her hand was a terrible 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 choice uh it was amateur hour through and through his name is Seabass. C- he is named Seabass. C- so I'm not thinking that he's making a ton. You, th- you think he's Chilean? Uh, is he Chilean? He's chillaxing. No, he's, 16, yeah. feet underground.
1: He is. in. A, who knows where he's going to end up? He's probably going to end up dismembered and thrown into a bay. Uh, yeah, that seems
0: more likely. Yeah, I don't want to jinx it. Uh, listen, stop it. I'm just starting to watch that. I'm behind. Please don't ruin anything
1: for me. Oh, it's hard to spoil reality, but guy, I, know, I will but be careful. I'm avoiding
0: reality until I'm caught up in who knows what everyone else is doing. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, he's, he is dead. Tiger Hawk is dead. Any, any eulogy for Tiger Hawk? Or are we happy that Tiger Hawk is gone?
1: Of the three, Obviously, Seabass was the least memorable. Uh, he was the uh, the kind of the George of uh, the George and Lenny relationship that he had uh, with Chooch, and that was all well and good. I don't really know why he came back into the picture, other than to have Catherine Hale execute him. Uh, I, you know, he was last seen previously being paid off by Markham, and Markham says something in this scene like, "I thought I paid you, you know, I thought I took care of you, or whatever," and uh, that we were so done. I bought,
0: I bought your loyalty. Yeah. no, you bought my disloyalty to my, you know, to my. Guy to to Ty Walker, uh, and now I'm here for Severance.
1: Yeah, and this is just pure greed, and he already got a, a big hunk of money from Avery Markham. So I don't know. I don't have a lot of love lost for Seabass. I, I do think that it, these were very good kind of seasoned characters, though. Tiger Hawk was was kind of a there. I, I don't know that there is another example of, of something like Tiger Hawk. I, you could say the Bennetts, but we you know, and we dispatched with Coover after probably what two thirds of that season, and uh other uh, you know others of of the Bennetts kind of had different. different differing storylines i mean three of them died in that season doyle died and mags died and we still got dicky but uh but i think they were much more memorable than tiger hawk even though we got some great stuff out of uh ddr and out of uh, garrett dillahunt uh they just ultimately didn't have much of an impact on the story
0: yeah i think that that's fair to say um but you know they were good characters while we had them and certainly i mean uh, not enough love between uh myself and the chooch
1: Oh no, Choo our boy. So our we, but I mean, I'll, I'll say, and I don't want to jump too far ahead. I, I got. How do you feel about Boone? Um, Boone, you know
0: Boone was a classic Kind of like Justified
1: rookie. Yeah so we're, we're This season's done a really good job Of populating this world With new characters That we haven't met That fit seamlessly Into the world of Justified So props to them for that Especially coming off season 5 Where there was some criticism About the Crows And the, and the kind of the way They fit into the overall story uh, The people that they're bringing in As sort of this season's characters Are popping and fitting in A lot better And that goes for Tiger Hawk As well as Boone in this episode Yeah
0: absolutely What did you think of um Catherine calling uh someone uh from France to clean up uh Sea Bass's body. What's
1: the French word for the wolf? Is it like La Loupe or something? That's I don't know. Loop,
0: probably, yeah. Yeah, I
1: don't know. But that's who she's calling, the French wolf, or maybe like a French maid. Like uh that would be that'd be pretty interesting, I of think.
0: Harvey Keitel. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that i think that was more of a puss in boots voice uh, yeah. <laughs> that's more an antonio vanderas i just did yes uh yeah this, listen i catherine hale shooting somebody in the chest and then the face through a purse with a small handgun and then calling someone and speaking in french to clean up the petite problem uh is basically all that i ever needed in my life
1: oh i got i i, I had to assume as i was watching this i was like oh man josh is got to be loved oh
0: yeah i loved it loved it loved it loved
1: it you would you would love for Catherine Hill to shoot you like that, right. huh?
0: I mean, it would be the end of the world. I mean, it would literally be the <laughs> end of my world, but yes! but it would be, it would be a, I don't know. If you're going to go, if you if want you're gonna, some if you're demure, yeah. like, you know, grandma. I mean, even just look at the look on Seabass's face when he's shot in the chest. He kind of looks like he's in ecstasy, right? He's like, oh,
1: oh, yeah. it wasn't just for the money. It was for this. It was for this. Yeah. So I I mean if there there are worse ways to go uh and I think we see a couple of them in this episode. So there are definitely worse ways to go. Okay, yeah. And almost uh a couple of
0: near near That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. There,
1: are, there are the, we see the worst ways, yeah. not necessarily anybody going through them. Yeah.
0: Um so we have uh we have Wind Duffy comes to Boyd uh and says, "Hey, uh how do you feel about getting that money tonight cuz you kind of have to do it if you're going to do it. It's got to be tonight." <laughs>
1: Yeah, and and I, I gotta say, this is like the classic suspense thing that I think I've talked about in this podcast. That we know that Duffy is this is Raylan. This is Raylan via Win Duffy setting Duffy in motion and telling you know telling him this is classic Raylan. Like twenty four hours time to time to put things in play, and yeah, he's really trying to create the scenario wherein he can get what he wants out of this, which is a showdown with Boyd or to take Boyd out, not to build a case. Forget building a case. Like he just wants to catch him. Something that he can put him
0: down on the ground with I think Do we feel like he's he's done Like he's done trying to build a case Is that, your, is that so. your feeling you, Do you think yeah. you're just like eh? Let's just get this going so I can shoot this guy
1: My question I guess I'd have to ask myself And, and then you by proxy Because I've named you my proxy from here on out
0: uh, Legally uh, yeah Shh, nikes
1: that's that's like we have to sign something but i mean shit josh after we hung out last week i feel like it's all but official anyway i miss you by the way i miss you too well, okay. you should move to cincinnati i'm not going to i know
0: but you could i could
1: you could um so what i would say is that uh ultimately at the end of the day i'm not sure Raylan ever wanted to make a case i think he played ball a little bit i think he played nice i think he was you know kind of Down there and among among the uh, the people in Harlan and working with Ava and thinking about it, but but in his heart of hearts, in his heart of hearts, I think this is where he's wanted it to go all along is him versus Boyd and not uh, I'm going to take the lawman's way out. This is just that's not Raylan Givens. He doesn't take the lawman's way out.
0: Typically not.
1: (laughs) So he takes the cowboy's way out and he creates the situations that allow him to do it in a justified way. And that's sort of the way this whole show's been structured from the jump. Yeah. So I don't know that he ever really intended to do. This. Well, you uh, even
0: get a little bit of a debate about that uh, later on the episode. Again, jumping ahead a little bit, when uh, when Avery's like, "What would have happened if like he just like popped his head out of there? Would you've just like shot him?" Uh, yeah, it's like a, it's a very valid question. Well, that's what made me think it because
1: yeah. because Boyd or you know, Raylan has that moment where he was like I'm supposed to pull this fire alarm and do that and he's like go ahead and do it. Yeah, it's like when he goes you gotta, he goes to markham and he's like I think you're being robbed. Uh-huh. So he takes him downstairs <laughs> and sets all that up and and markham does observe like what would you have done? Would you have just shot him? And I think that the answer is possibly. Yeah, like that's that, absolutely what he's looking for. Oh, I mean,
0: like the we're looking for a yes or no answer and I would lean um I mean, I would, I would say 5149. It could go either way.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I I got to say, I mean, I we've seen Raylan do this too many times for me not to recognize when Raylan is trying to put things in motion to get a situation where that is something that is a viable option for him. That is absolutely what's happening here. He is pressing fast forward. He's playing this at two two times speed trying to get through this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As are many of the people listening to this podcast. No. No, don't.
1: If I say it really slow, it'll sound fat. It sound normal.
0: Yes. Un- this is riveting normal speed okay um so yeah so and and yeah so, absolutely boyd thinks that this is Raylan pulling the strings and Ava's like listen if this is Raylan, i am not aware of it yeah uh, and then they start talking about their their get out of jail free card which you and i were both confused about when you and i were talking off the air what's the what's the get out of jail free card
1: i it's either i mean i think it's just that that it's it's grab all the money uh and and be gone like i really think that that i mean because what else does boy do in this episode he doesn't call anybody special uh, right. he's working with zachariah but right. that's kind of what he's doing yeah. it's we don't see him doing anything other than grabbing the money and that's his get out of jail free card is let's take this 10 million dollars or whatever and let's beat tail and not have to worry about any of this stuff anymore
0: yeah let's pull the rip cord let's do this it's happening now are you yep. co- are you cool with that and she has to be cool with it yep yeah uh in the mind we we uh have zachariah's first appearance of the episode uh he is informed that now it's got to be two hours not two days uh which explains why you know things don't ultimately work out we get the line from Raylan later on which i like a lot where he's like i didn't uh, you know i didn't anticipate these guys just like being doofuses and not knowing what the hell they were doing Uh, and i think that there's truth to that for sure but zachariah has to get this thing rigged up in two hours that's a big ask
1: yeah that's a big ask and i think that that might it just that's more indication that this was the get out of jail free card because boyd goes right from saying that to popping into the mind and being like we got to do this right now and and i i speculate and then we can talk about this later when when rayland says boyd couldn't get it up and there's a lot of talk of that uh boyd's ineptitude or in, in you know not incontinence but incompetence and impotence that uh that he yeah, whether this was something Zachariah intended, uh, an explosion that was large but not enough to blow the floor out, just enough to put put Boyd in a bad spot or kill him, I don't know. Or I don't know if it was a product of this rush job. Or they, well, they, he, de, he does they say, debate he, over what to do. Right? He
0: does say like I'm going to drown you in your like I'm going to bury you in your money and your greed. Your greed Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I would take that to mean that he's going to bury him in in the in the vault. And he really
1: like, wanted to blow like the blow
0: like to bury him in the rubble and not just blow him up. Yeah, I think he wanted him to get buried in the in the rubble i think that that's what he was after
1: he would have been long dead i mean yeah come on zachariah like wise up a little bit yeah just a little
0: yeah uh it was a, <laughs> pretty amazing and he's also whispering to himself quite a bit and i couldn't understand what he was whispering yeah it sounded
1: to me like the like the psalm was it psalm 40 i don't know Do you don't know ask the me i'm a
0: Jew. bless
1: you um i don't know what the the yay though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i I fear no man for god is with me or whatever you've heard that before right yes yes i have um i think that that's uh that's that's like psalm 20 something 22 23 24 somewhere in there uh and i think that what he's saying sounds very much like that sort of thing so he might be just reciting prayers from the bible psalms
0: okay well that makes sense i mean he certainly has a lot that he should be praying about because this is getting uh it's getting hairy for zachariah as it is for everybody else ah, hairy like on his chest you but mean a lot on his chest i'm talking about his chest his chest well, hair. you love his eyes i love his chest hair i love both i didn't say i didn't love his uh, chest hair and and anything like that i mean i love I, everything about him
1: i only love his chest hair
0: um guess what what? Hong Kong! Here comes the douche mobile. Here
1: comes the douche mobile. This is a great Win Duffy episode.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Well, and, you know, Win Duffy has had some moments here and there throughout the season. You know, the whole guacamole thing. The first time we saw him in the tanning bed. We've had some good Wind Duffy, but we haven't had a ton of Win Duffy. I feel like, uh, and this is a Wind Duffy episode. You know, in a, yeah. in a big way, he he is involved, and I feel like given. Given the secret that is now out, at least for the audience and for the Marshals, uh, I feel like we've got Win Duffy in in full measure for as long as we've got him. You know, that could be as long as one episode uh, it could be several. It could be, you know, the next four, but it could be just one. Uh, I think as long as Win Duffy is still part of the Justified Universe, we're going to get a lot of him.
1: Yeah. Peak win. And I'm, I'm I listen all in for that. I this is when when you've got Win Duffy firing all cylinders, you get great stuff like. Hey, Boyd, win again. Super weird, I know.
0: <laughs> yes, yes,
1: yes. <laughs> That's really funny. It's just so, I mean, I, I love that. And, and he's so screwed. Our, 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 win Duffy is so screwed here. And Raylan just has no patience for it. He is doing the screwing
0: yeah he is yeah. Do, he is doing the screwing he's lay, it, he's lay, he's twisting the screws he's laying the screws i don't know how you want to say it but he's screwing the crap out of wind duffy he
1: really is like uh like a dutch door action like no, it's just what? one one way and the other is that sports no that's uh i think that's from wayne's world okay first he screws me then he screws you it's dutch door action oh man yeah, I'm deep cuts, man. Deep cuts, nothing but the best here on the Justified podcast. Yeah, this is absolutely true. So um, yeah, I, I this is I mean the classic Raylan being an asshole, kind of right, like uh-huh. <laughs> putting somebody in a really tough position and then just not giving him any kind of leeway with it whatsoever. And he's telling Win like, oh, I'm sure Catherine Hale would love to find that out. What's your life going to be like with Catherine Hale? You really want to going to be on the run from the Dixie Mafia your whole life and blah 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 blah. It's like, man, poor Win Duffy. i Look, I shouldn't say poor Win Duffy because he's put himself in this position, but. Shoot, he is being put in this position Because he was good enough And an upstanding citizen enough To play ball with the feds in the past And now they're using that against him How does that really you know ultimately do anybody any favors like this is like hey you want to help us so that later we can really screw you over yeah so we can ream
0: you really badly it's not right man it's not right ah whatever when duffy has done some terrible things i don't feel too bad for him what's the worst thing Win duffy has done the worst thing Win duffy has done is to shave off his mustache <laughs> Fair point, Raylan. Do your worst. Yeah, do your worst. Do, do your, your worst, worst Raylan. Nice guy. I love how how Raylan is like. All right, well, what you can do is you can call him back and say you want in on the heist so that you can be there. And wins like no chance. And Raylan says, "Well, if you don't want to spend the rest of your life running from the Dixie Mafia, there is a very good chance." I'm telling you, he's being a dick. And even but, even Duffy just like is like, nah. Yeah, Duffy is <laughs> like, shit. Yeah. Rock hard place.
1: What the hell am I supposed to do? No. But I, I I still don't buy it. Like poor win he's so out of place in that in that mine shaft. He's got those nice shoes on.
0: I know. Yeah. Even Carl is like, hey, nice shoes.
1: Oh, poor win Duffy.
0: We got to talk about Carl later. By the way well I'm I I
1: thought that's all we were here to do <laughs> this is a Carl podcast this is a Carl. this is a, this is a post Carl
0: recaps Carlstified post show Carl's Carlstified yeah I'm ready yeah we'll talk about that in a little bit uh, let's talk about Loretta Loretta comes back and at this point we're at the we're at the point in justified where there's only a few episodes left and if Loretta resurfaces I'm instantly nervous for Loretta just by virtue of laying eyes on her I feel like she could go at any time because you need to do something to really wound Raylan that would be a good way to do it um, and and I got to say, the scene with her here with this this quick draw guy, Boone, uh, and the headless snake that he has shot the head off of the snake and he just keeps drawing the gun on her um, is. Maybe uh the most my heart has pounded this season is this scene between Boone and Loretta. I was really on the edge of my seat, very, very, very afraid for Loretta more than i 've been afraid for pretty much anybody this entire season yeah, me too and and, and like i, think- I didn 't think that like listen the the moment he says like this like when you realize this gun has blown off the head of a snake and you imagine like what the damage of that gun would do to Loretta, like what that would physically look like, I kind of. I tried to rule out in my in my head and in my heart that that would be used on Loretta because that would just be too violent for that character, I feel like. Um, But I still couldn't completely rule out that that is where we were going. I think the threat of that specific type of violence uh, being levied at Loretta is just it's unreal. It's terrifying to think about.
1: Well, I think that I took Loretta in the death draft, if I'm not mistaken. We can correct that if I'm not. Uh, we can edit I'm this looking part it up out, real Josh. quick. You keep we can going. edit this part out. So I, whenever I saw previously unjustified and I saw Loretta in the previously unjustified, I thought, well, this is not good for Loretta. Might be good for my death draft. Josh has already drawn first blood, but I don't want Loretta to die. But like you said, my reason for picking you her. You don't have Loretta in your death draft. Damn it. Draft. My reason why I would, would have, have picked, picked her, her is exactly what you said. It's that somebody's got... To really draw blood on Raylan. Uh, somebody close to Raylan uh, has got to go, I think, to really raise the stakes. They don't have to, but if they, they could, want, but they, if could. They, they could. And it would raise the stakes. And I, Loretta is a, is kind of. I'm of two minds. One mind is that you don't want to see her die because seeing her kind of evolve into this Mags Bennett type role uh, where she's going to be this sort of matriarchal scion of Harlan is fantastic. Like I love that shadow character parallel because she, Mags really drew her in like a spider. uh, And I don't know that Loretta wanted any part of that. So to see her being the queen of weed and one of growing Harlan and almost give a spoil type speech about the people in Harlan Uh, later in the episode i love that and i the more of that we get the better on the other hand um she's a perfect character to die we already saw art get shot at take a gut shot and not die so i don't know who else we can really get at Raylan with i don't think this is a show that's going to get that's going to kill one owner the baby so tim tim gutterson i mean and that was my number one pick in the death draft i'm fairly certain about that tim tim yeah he is tim
0: he's your number one pick
1: But that said, last week when uh, Ty Walker was getting that bullet yanked out of him by Ava and, uh, and, and Earl was in the kitchen there and he sort of flinched. Uh, at, at that moment we talked about this On the podcast uh, where it was almost like a Pulp fiction type moment if Quentin Tarantino Had directed that episode Earl is dead
0: Yeah like he could have just when he w- Raises the gun when he uh, flinches
1: and Raises the gun and he's yeah. sort of like oh my gosh What almost happened I thought During this scene like this was set up By what we saw last week and it's actually Going to happen here the gun's just Going to accidentally go off and it's going to shoot her In the chest and then we're going to have a real mess On our hands that Raylan isn't is, n- is going To go like just com- biblically about uh, And, and I, I really thought that that, m- that might be what happens Because we have four episodes left That's an easy way to burn An episode's worth of Raylan, uh, Kind of going after Boone And really trying to avenge Loretta And, and bring that story to a close So th- in that moment I'm thinking about all that And I was on the edge of my seat Very surprised honestly that she didn't That she didn't get shot right then and there
0: Oh I was terrified I really was I really thought that it was possible um, I really didn't want to believe it was possible But I I I was really on the edge of my seat. And like you said, this, this was um, it's a good character that they brought in here, or at least a threatening character, uh, a, a really great first scene for Boone. I recognize this actor. I'm trying to figure out where I recognize him from.
1: I thought the same thing. I've seen him Song's mustache before. So. Um,
0: I am I am looking up where I believe I know him from right around now. Uh, I believe if I've got this right, I think his name is Jonathan Tucker. Yeah, that's him. Uh, he is, he is from, uh, hostage. He was on parenthood. I haven't seen parenthood. Uh, he's been, he's been on a lot of shows, uh, but he was in the movie hostage, which is what I know him from.
1: Okay. And, uh, I'm looking and I don't know what I know him from, uh, the black Donnelly's maybe, I think I saw that show. Yeah, he was on
0: that show. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I think I saw that Um, show But
0: he's good, he was really good, I thought Uh, He's got a kind of a,
1: uh, he really does have A sort of a deranged or a crazy look to him
0: Uh, Uh, I think that works, you know like, And he's like a, a kid too you know i mean he's he's uh i think he's the actor is 33 but like that's a younger type of guy than um than Raylan has faced off against recently other than i guess choo choo uh so i feel like he brings some of that kind of uh young energy to this to this character that's uh uh, it it kind of ages Raylan a little bit for me like i buy that this guy might be a faster draw than Raylan.
1: Yeah, uh, and I, I could see that too And they, um, I don't know We're are, are we seeing Chekhov's gun tricks here Is this something that's going to come back to haunt him later
0: There were a few times where I thought that we were getting Some gunplay going on in this episode But yeah, I mean who do we really have on the show That could be competitive In a gun draw against Raylan Gibbons You called it, it
1: it's, it's Boone and, and I think that that's a uh, I think that that's a really smart observation That they're, they're making it very clear That he's very proud of that weapon Raylan in fact at one point, you know Talks to him specifically about drawing his gun And showing his gun off And how it could come into play very quickly And he better be very careful So that discussion is had And I don't think that's had on accident I think that yeah. we're going to see Raylan ver- First Boone, uh, very quickly, maybe maybe a couple episodes. I don't think it's had
0: on accident. And I think what else is interesting about it is like the way that like Raylan kind of talks down to this guy because Raylan talks down to everybody. I mean, that's just Raylan, but like he's saying like the way you're doing that doesn't seem like you value your safety. So he says something along those lines. And like like I said, like this this guy Boone, he seems younger. Uh, he seems crazy, uh, and I feel like Raylan is just looking at this guy as like another young crazy schmuck that he's going to be able to outgun. What if he can't? uh it's entirely possible i mean i think that the whole emphasis on boone being a quick draw um it's not there for no reason maybe it's just there to set up our expectations certainly justified has done that plenty of times before and that would be perfectly justified of this show to do uh but i i feel like that could be where we're headed is some sort of quick draw between Raylan and boone and it might not work out as well for Boyd uh for not Boyd for Raylan as uh it has in the past room might work out really well for boyd
1: yeah i mean it, it very well could and and it's just one of those things where i don't know boon the name boon i believe uh on the show it's spelled b-o-o-n uh so we know that word has another has another meaning where it, you know it's just like something that works out really well for you a yeah. boon so yeah. that could uh that could be not unintentional
0: there look at your literary analysis i know i i did you say your analysis your analysis is what i said Oh, that's look all I your, heard. So. You should look at your analysis. know. listen, believe me, I am you got you, for got several you. reasons. Yeah, you've got trouble. Uh, <laughs> uh, so right
1: right s- here in River City? Yeah, right here in River City. It starts with, the- with T and it rhymes
0: with P and it stands for, it well? R- it rhymes with B and it stands for Boyd.
1: Ah, that's right. We'll, we'll say we'll go
0: there. Let's uh-huh.
1: stay on track. Let's music stay on man track.
0: references. Oh, I'm having a good time. Um, so speaking of trouble, and let's not get into No music man debacle again. Uh, we no deb- we have we have Loretta recognizing that she is in the shit a little bit here with uh, Avery Markham. But rather than listening to what this guy is threatening, uh, rather than listening to these threats of you should really make good with whoever it is that you pissed off, Loretta goes the other way. Uh, she decides she's gonna she's gonna arm up. And To arm up she's going to Boyd uh, And she wants to partner up with Boyd Crater. What did you think this This is our I believe our first Ever Loretta Boyd scene
1: I think So Um, these are This is, again, if you wanted to see the ascendancy of Loretta into Mags Prime, uh, this is a great kind of representation for it, because Mags was going to go into business with Boyd, and they were going to do land deals, and all this was going to happen, and she sort of anointed him as the the crown prince of Harlan crime uh, when she sort of decided how everything was going to get split up, so... You know, it makes perfect sense that Loretta and Boyd would be crossing paths here. And props to Loretta for recognizing. I, I, I got to go. I got to take it to eleven. I got to go right to Boyd Crowder, and six I got to midnight. I got to go six to midnight. I got to get it out of the waistband and just go for it. Uh, and so I do love that. Uh, that was a I quick love, draw reference, right? That was a quick draw reference. That's all I was looking at, uh, or talking about, I should say. Not looking. at not looking at anything. Don't
0: look at so. Anything. So study your your analysis.
1: Study your analysis. So, anyway, I, uh, I, yeah, I think this is a great scene for that. That uh, that you know, you've got her rising to Mag's prime, as uh, as I'm as I'm saying, and I, I think that this is an important step with that. You, you can't if you want to be the the queen of Harlan crime, you gotta you gotta convince convince with the king, and that's what's happening.
0: That is what's happening. It's really good stuff. Um, and I mean, I love how Boyd is just like uh, you know, if you want all of this land, you can have it. Just buy like a reasonable price from the owners. Pay me nothing. You keep Harlan for Harlan. And Boyd is doing this kind of, it feels like, as like a final good deed. Yeah. Uh, he says to her, I'm a bad man, Loretta, but Avery Markham is a real bad man. Do you, yeah. do you buy that distinction? Are that there, is, there, is there a distinction between Boyd and Avery in terms of a bad man versus a real bad man? Or Boyd a real bad man who doesn't realize he's a real bad man
1: shoot in my notes i wrote real batman real ba- <laughs> i'm
0: really misunderstood this scene. all right guys we'll see you next week obviously we're <laughs> a little batty ourselves tonight
1: no no i i this is the thing i think there's a distinction but i think it's really mostly in boyd's mind i think boyd sees himself a little bit as a robin hood type character for sure but he has killed a lot of people and as far as i can remember as robin hood's- I,
0: yeah i can't remember him shooting uh telling little john to look at the pictures of past robin hoods and then plucking an arrow through his head <laughs> Yeah,
1: exactly. That's just not something that's happening. Oh my gosh, Oodle what a day if that happens. Exactly. But, uh, but I, I think Ray, I think Boyd sees himself differently than others see him. I do think that he sees himself as this kind of gentleman criminal, a good guy, all these things. But. He killed Cousin Johnny in the middle of the desert, right? He's killed so many people on this show. Uh, And in a lot of cases, like the case of Dewey Crow, as you were just pointing out, without much hesitation or reservation and without much conscience, he's truly sociopathic in that respect. There are things that get him upset, but committing murder does not seem to be one of them, or at least it hasn't been to this point.
0: It's a it's um, I don't know. It's like it's part of the job description for him. Uh, yeah. uh, it's just it comes to the territory of what he has to do, uh, and I I think that you know back in season two when he makes that turn when he decides he is going to try and you know make a play at some of this crime or most of the crime in Harlan when Mag seems to be getting out of the business he seems to be coming to peace with the fact that this is who he is you know he's been he's been driven to this realization after uh, you know a good season of trying seemingly trying to move in the other way and that backfiring. Um, And then just hearing enough, enough, enough from people that he is the bad guy. I think that he became the bad guy. I think he wanted to be a good bad guy. And then his journey through three, four and five and now through six has been there really isn't a good bad guy. Doesn't really exist
1: yeah and first of all that was an excellent observation by you that that you really pulled from the beginning of season two on when boyd's trying to go to the mine and he's sitting there at the bar and he's having drinks and Raylan keeps busting his chops and boyd's just like i'm trying to be good i'm trying to be good everybody keeps telling me i should just be bad and i'm you know eventually that's what he says like you've told me for so long that i'm a bad guy but maybe i really am and i just tried to resist it because i didn't want to believe it but if everyone says it maybe that's true must be true and I think that that's a good observation about Boyd. Another thing I would say is, Boyd, one of the things that Boyd hasn't really tended to do a ton of that Mr. Markham uh, seems to have no true issue with is killing innocent people uh-huh. uh, for his own gain. Boyd typically kills people who are in the game. Uh, and, and innocent people are not typically on his short list to, to, get, to get ahead and to get what he needs. It's not – He is usually not – I don't think – can, we can be corrected if I'm wrong. I just haven't seen him killing too many innocent people here.
0: Nothing so, really springs to mind. And, and like anyone who was innocent is probably innocent ish at best.
1: Yeah. And I think but yeah, that again, that's. Again,
0: please correct us if we're wrong.
1: I think that's a big distinction between him and Markham. Markham is willing to kill English teachers. He's willing to burn down houses of innocent people to get to get kind of his gain. And what's interesting about that is there's the there's the the point in time where the woman who I I can't remember her name, but uh, she worked for black uh, black pike mining or whatever. And uh, and she wanted to use Boyd as sort of her shakedown artist. Uh, and he wasn't entirely comfortable in that role And he was kind of playing her and figuring out Where he could fit in And he eventually did her dirty with Mags Because he wasn't really buying Whoa. into what she wanted him to do
0: Really? Um, <laughs> I don't remember that And I just did a rewatch
1: It was uh, it was on the DVDs on the deleted scene, it was a deleted scene. Too hot for FX Uh huh uh with even with Margot martindale um which is not something everyone would like but a lot of people i think would uh so anyway i I would say that her name uh, by
0: the way was carol johnson uh and we've had this conversation before where neither of us have remembered the name of the black pike woman and i've had to look it up her
1: name yeah and i think i i I think this
0: is the second time this has happened i usually whatever happened happened josh the past (laughs) is the past yeah and apparently (laughs) the future is the future
1: and, and, and never the Twain shall meet, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that ultimately he's just not a killer of innocence. The fact that
0: Avery is yeah, I think Dewey well, Crow, to a degree, I mean not a, a full innocent, but you know just a he didn't
1: have to he's a simpleton simpleton, but simpleton. not necessarily innocent. Uh, I mean, Dewey no. Crow has committed sure, sure, a fair sure. amount yeah, of yeah, crimes, yeah, 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 yeah. and he' kicking and screaming maybe or convinced yeah. to do them, but yeah, he's a criminal, he's yeah, a yeah, simpleton yeah. but he's a criminal.. Yeah,
0: yeah yeah that's what i mean innocent ish
1: yeah he's that in the is. game though in- i mean he's not killing anybody not in the game i said just the, i just don't see that happening said the game the, you're just <laughs> sportsing all over the place today i mean i was almost taken aback by that you're ea sports yeah i
0: was in ea sports how about that <laughs> i feel pretty good about that how do you that? feel about that
1: makes me want to play fifa uh,
0: now that since we're talking about things that are in my element let's go to pizza portal let's talk, oh man let's, let's this is- talk about pizza that pizza looked pretty good in this episode it looked all right man honestly i would have eaten that pizza i would There's open flame
1: there he's cooking up the toppings i mean this is some decent pie
0: it was fresh you know it wasn't just like um you know your standard uh you know food chain pizza it was like unique pizza it looks good fresh it, fresh made is there any connection to the video game portal uh i don't think so
1: So it's not one of those situations where there's. I don't think
0: like yeah, I don't think that like you would step inside the bank vault and emerge from the pizza oven, for example.
1: Well, I was thinking that there would be like a hole in the kitchen, and he throws the pizza in, and it just pops up onto your
0: table. No, but that would be awesome.
1: I we got to open the real pizza, the portal pizza. That's what we'll call
0: it. We can't do it. We don't have the technology. We'll, we'll find a way <laughs> we'll, find, we'll find the technology yes. um, So yeah, so a vast uh, portion of the rest of this episode Is going to take place at Pizza Portal And I think we get some really, really good stuff Let's start with, um, I guess, Raylan coming in It's free whiskey, so he's going to get the most expensive kind Was that yeah. was that Pappy, or was it more expensive than
1: Pappy? I, I didn't catch what it was, actually uh, I apologize, I feel well, terrible I, I for looked movie. for it, and
0: I didn't see a label or anything They did it really quickly I thought maybe if you had a keen eye You could see it by like, the shape of the bottle bottle maybe probably you could i'm not saying you specifically antonio i'm not throwing you under the bus uh but somebody who has a keener eye than you and i would be able to probably figure out what kind of whiskey that was um but i was not able to do that i have bad eyesight um to begin with but, what uh, is that it's, where does that come from your bad eyesight let's stop it come on let's stay on track we don't need to get into it no is it genetic it is genetic when did you first get glasses? Stop classes? it. Shut up. Oh, I'm trying to talk about Justified, Antonio. No one cares just, about I my glasses. I think people do care. I, think people care. I had to start wearing glasses in fifth grade, and it was really awkward, and I got made fun of by kids. Was there a Raylan Gibbons yeah. in your class no. who was just a dick? No, but somebody did push me into the closet, and I hated that kid. Oh, really? Yeah, I went duffied him. I went duffied him. I went to the principal. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. That kid never pushed me again. that kid is now in jail yeah and then the next night I uh, blew off his head with a shotgun Boom, snake style. Yeah, snake style. Um, I like it. Yeah, I like it. It is pretty good. All right, let's stay on track here, okay? Come yeah, on. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, I know.
1: I'm fine. just interested in you, man. I, I don't know. Anymore.
0: I know. We've, we've made a connection. We've made a bond. We've made a bond with all of you guys. If you guys are listening to this right now, chances are you've really been hanging in there with us with the Justified podcast. I don't think that this is the first Justified podcast for probably anybody. If it is, you've wandered into a snake pit. But uh, the rest of you guys, you're in for the ride. You're in for me and Antonio talking about random nonsense.
1: It was Blanton's whiskey, for the record.
0: How did you find that out?
1: just rewound and watched it wow
0: that's pretty good nice yep. is that good stuff
1: Blanton's is very good. Uh, It's not quite pappy level. Uh, It's more readily available, but it is handcrafted, small batch. I've been in the room where they bottle it. Uh, You should, you would be pretty surprised, I think, because you can get it. I mean, you could walk into a store uh, in New York right now and get it, uh, but you would be surprised to know that it's all kind of, it looks like they call it the holy hand grenade, the Monty Python thing. It's that kind of weird shaped bottle. So I was able to pull that right away. Interesting. Good stuff. I didn't I could I I had to maintain my credibility here, oh, Yeah, well, you
0: you did a great job.
1: That's why I was stalling
0: asking about your glasses. Is it really wide? <laughs> I didn't really want to know. Oh man, that was a peek behind the curtain that you should not have revealed. <laughs> what else is back there and what's not let's let's uh should we if you've gotten this far hashtag antonio's curtain right now so, uh, send that to antonio at ac mazzaro uh and me at round howard right now and we'll see if you're still here with us uh let's keep going here let's talk about let's talk about Raylan and loretta um what is, what is uh what does Raylan say to her he says you have more balls than sense
1: yeah, and uh, people have said that about Raylan too. Yeah,
0: yeah. and she says that she's like, isn't that what they say about you? Which I thought was pretty funny. And he's offering her Arlo's uh, Arlo's land, uh, basically for what? Just because he wants to keep Loretta out of trouble.
1: No, I actually do think that he is. I mean, I don't know that he's necessarily trying to keep her out of trouble. I think he's had a hard time getting rid of that house. I think that he doesn't want it to kind of fall into the wrong hands. I'm a little worried um, that he really gave her the sort of confidence to do what she does in this meeting by saying, hey, uh, you can have my land. Uh, No problem. I'll sell it to you for a fair price. I just want you to have it. Uh, Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that she came to that meeting with the purpose, and I don't think the purpose was just to be quiet uh, or to, you know, confront him about Boone and the snake. But I I do think that he really gave her the opportunity to say, hey, I've already got this land. I may as well go for the rest. So I
0: don't know. No good deed goes unpunished regardless. Yeah. All right. So Raywin meets Boone. It's not an awkward conversation at all. (laughs) Not at all. No, no, no. It's just fine. Yeah. They're talking talking about about sports, right? No, they're talking about Stetson hats. Uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah. are, yeah, Are Stetson hats worn in sports? well, well some rodeo sports right some ro-
1: i think rode barrel r- barrel racing What's right barrel is that one racing? of those i asked sierra from uh from survivor
0: okay well i probably will at some point
1: oh yeah maybe pretty soon yeah um i don't know i uh, i if she can talk i would say that uh i would say that yeah you might wear some some in and some competitive shooting
0: maybe yeah maybe um oh. what do you what do you think of uh boone not knowing who john wayne is these kids today, Josh, these kids, right? These kids today. Right. I
1: don't, I, you know, he, he, maybe needed to say like, like, uh, like a uh, Paul Walker. I don't know
0: yeah Aww. shows how unhip i am uh yeah i mean paul <laughs> yeah i had a joke that i'm not gonna say oh um, no. let's let's stay on the road here yeah, we'll stay on the road here uh yeah he doesn't know who john wayne is Raylan says he was a movie cowboy boone says i don't have much regard for movies and this is where Raylan says or your well-being the way you're showing off that piece yeah uh showing showing the gun off um so that is pretty intense yeah these, it just
1: got real right yeah, there
0: boone saying right in front of Raylan, loretta i'm looking forward to calling on you again soon like Boone really making it clear uh, what he's doing here Who he's working for What his interests are And having no problem Saying this in front of Raylan And I mean we've had a lot of people Who've been really cocksure Around Raylan Like really being like uh, Totally fine With saying Just about anything uh, You know Lots of bravado Not really knowing What they're getting into here um, And like that could just be The case with this guy Boone Or that quick draw Could be legit And Raylan could be um, I, th- I think it's possible That Raylan could be in A little over his head With this guy's you know he's a young buck doesn't know who John Wayne is doesn't mean he can't shoot like a cowboy
1: yeah and uh, John Wayne famously talked about acting and he's like you know I don't really act I can't give you anything you want my hand to, you want my hand on my hip or not on my hip you know that's what I can give you and and I this so uh, it doesn't really you don't have to give him much to, to be better than John Wayne is what I'm getting at uh, he was mainly just a movie cowboy and I think that Boone's saying it right like I don't have much regard for movies like I'm talking about real life and what's interesting about this is this guy really is doing a pretty good job And, and it's pretty well written I think uh, Like I said seamlessly Fitting into the justified universe but think of the First scene when he's talking to Loretta He's basically saying like oh y- This horrible thing happened And he's obviously saying he did it And he's obviously saying You better be careful or it's going to happen to you But he's saying not saying right yeah. He's like yeah. oh I'm just here to check on you I'm your neighbor yes. everything's fine But then in this scene with Raylan He was like I work for Avery Mark."
0: <laughs> yeah, he
1: just spits it right out. And I'm like, this guy's nuts. Like he in one scene, he's playing like a, a super menace. And then the next scene, he's like, no, well, this is exactly what I was doing. I was totally just telling you that I work for Avery Markham. And I, that, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I'm just being very clear about it this time. Yeah. So this guy's all over the map. He's not exactly the kind of guy um, who, but think about it this way. This is not Avery Markham's like a player. This is not his A team. We already saw what his A team did. It was shit.
0: Yeah, but you know what? I think Avery's A team was honestly his like C team, and I think Avery is now realizing now that he's been in time Harlan to bring for a in my A team. Yeah, like now he, it's not even necessarily that this was his A team. I don't know that he had an A team. I think it's I got to call in a local, um, and I don't I don't get the sense that. Did you get the sense that Boone is a Harlan local or he just, he's, he's more uh, of this type? Like he, no, I got, I got the sense that he came from Colorado. Is that that, that that what he
1: says? That he had come from there. I think so. Yeah. Uh, You guys can correct us if we, I can't rewind and listen at the same time, Josh. So I can't uh, go back and check that right now, but I do think that he said that Um, because in this scene, they get to talking about tiger Hawk and how they weren't right for it. uh, And, and about how they really weren't up to the task and he's up to the task. And I, Believe he says in this scene
0: that he came From Colorado I could be wrong about that All right, Maybe I don't know uh doesn't seem To matter either way he uh seems like A bit of a badass basically a badass Uh and Raylan just Just watch your back i would be i would be a little nervous to be Raylan givens right now but oh uh,
1: but i think Raylan is itching to kill this guy he's just itching
0: to kill somebody preferably yep. void but he'll, he'll kill this guy he'll he'll do in a pinch ty <laughs> walker in the back wasn't enough come on Raylan. yeah uh how about how about this uh antonio you know you keep talking about loretta as um what are you calling her mags prime
1: mags prime she's ascending into max prime she's evolving she's like a pokemon
0: and how, how about this how about this uh loretta uh, channeling her inner spoil speech
1: Yes, I. This is so great. I mean, I wrote in my notes like everybody's at this party. I love when Catherine Hale sees Boyd, and she's like, "He's a little more pulled together than I expect." Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> and I'm like, "Wow." Was, I'm, I'm thinking like this could be the last episode. Like this is some, like this is a major showdown here, and there's a debate going on back and forth. It did remind me of the spoil. It reminded me of the debate scene between uh, between uh, Shelby uh, and I, I forget the other the old sheriff's name, Napier. Um, I reminded me of that scene a little bit when when boyd kind of shows up and runs that debate uh and and kind of works it in favor of napier or shelby so they reminded me of some of the best scenes in justified you know in short and loretta brings up uh brings up the uh, Raylan's old english teacher
0: yeah she does she she says uh uh betty and john hutchins uh, she brings up red crow who, uh, isn't at this shindig either. Cause his, uh, the pizza oven scares him cause it reminds him of his place burning to the ground.
1: Can you imagine Josh, if you were in a house fire and you were scared of
0: pizza after it's that not happening? What a horrible reality that would be. It is truly a nightmare scenario. It really is. (laughs) Like, it's worse than the fire by a long shot. Yeah, the being afraid of pizza for the rest of my life, you know. May may as well not be here anymore, folks. Um, And I like how, you know, Avery, he gives a good speech to begin with. Like, he starts off with a a fine speech where he's like, I didn't, you know, I'm not here just to make us all a lot of money, even though I intend to do that. I didn't come here to reverse this town's fortune or save it from falling prey to the ghosts who dwell in these streets and hollers. Truth is, I came here for love. Uh, And he's you know talking about Catherine Like he's just like giving like a good political speech And in walks Loretta First off in walks Boyd Who gives a pretty good just like uh, you know just a little bit of a put down But then Loretta really ramps it up um, And and coming in And saying uh, you know like I'm, Maybe I'm you know she's I think Avery Accuses her of teenage gossip deluding her Mind she yeah. said it's possible I am Still a little spooked by the decapitated Snake you left in my house
1: Yeah she's um, just putting
0: it all on the table man Putting it all on the table and uh, Loretta Says to everybody Uh, My fix is the same as yours Promise of legal weed Um, The difference is I'm Harlan through and through uh, Generations I've been here through generations Uh, I'll give you the cash for your land Same as Markham But the difference is I don't want you to move out I just want to move seeds in And along with that seed we'll bring security We'll bring protection Now and in perpetuity We'll hire locals to help with the farming Uh, If you want to go with Avery that's fine But him and his uh, city mouse of a wife Are just going to cut and run when they're done Uh, Does she look like Harlan County you uh, and she's just laying it down, and I mean, listen, she's no Margot Martindale, but she is really crushing it. like this is a really, really, uh really kind of fantastic moment for Loretta McCready. Yeah, but she takes it a little too far, doesn't she? Uh, by saying that Boyd is her partner. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is not politics as Boyd points. Boyd, of course, being an expert in politics, uh, notes that that's not really politics to play it you know like she
0: did. Yeah, so what is that if it's not uh, politics?:
1: I, that's a good bravado, bravado, uh, just yeah. kind of, you know, balls like balls. Raylan says. Yeah. 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 She's just really putting it out there and, uh, stupidity I think on some level, because we see after that scene, that uh, that that they're basically like Hale and Boone and Markham are saying we got to do something about that girl and, yeah. and Markham very menacingly
0: says like find out who her next to Kim is yeah, yeah, I want to yeah.
1: know if she gets any of that land where it's going
0: it's pretty amazing like just the looks that are exchanged between um Caitlin Dever who plays Laura, Loretta and Sam Elliott uh, in this scene like before she speaks when they like see each other from across. The pizza portal like when they see each other from across the restaurant and they just like they're just like staring daggers at each other and you know one possible read of it is just like markham just like staring her down and like giving her like you know really just like giving her the stink eye but i kind of read it a little bit as like he's a a little bit of afraid of this girl uh as he should be because she by the end of her speech has everybody in the room on her side oh yeah she has won the crowd and thus won her freedom yeah it's just amazing to see a man of sam elliott's stature and presence be cowering in the presence of an 18 year old uh, you know what uh, i think no mustache <laughs> that's what it is that's Makes the, a major that's, difference yeah like win duffy that's the worst thing that sam elliott ever did no i'm yeah. I, listen i've been good with uh with avery markham no mustache i think it works for him pretty well
1: well, he I, I tell you, he looks a lot more menacing, I think, without the mustache. I think that whatever you want. context, call it, at least, I think. Yeah, that crumb catcher, that trust buster, whatever that mustache was that he was wearing in the past. Um, he looked just, you know, a little, little, uh, a little scampish. He looked a little scampish. He looked a little friendly and fun. And without the mustache, he's really more like a big bad wolf. I think that's accurate. Yeah. So I think that that all plays out really well um, without the mustache, generally speaking. But yeah, I mean, without it, he's he's sort of denuded in some ways. And I think it's difficult for him to uh, to stand up to the likes of Loretta. This is really I mean, this is, you're right. She's just it's just a great scene. It's staged really well. Um, with the way that people are kind of murmuring and reacting and the way it's shot and how it's edited, like everything that, that the way this scene plays out, uh, it's done kind of at the highest level. It's like, you know, the highest level of justified and just a fantastic scene. I love that insult city mouse. Like there's such a, yeah, it's good. such a great, like country insult, like good job on the writers of justified for that. Just to, to use city mouse in such a derogatory I way. Know, it's, it played with the audience. It's
0: really funny. It's good. Yeah. yeah. So that
1: was uh, everything about that scene was, was Fantastic
0: yeah really good so Boyd Bails he's going to go to the mine it's business time He has to see a man about a vault Ava and Earl Are going to stay behind because Ava Has to start the fire and then Earl is going To get Ava out of there Um, On on her way out the door Loretta's way out the door Raylan says you just Aligned yourself with a man who's about to be arrested or killed So don't be standing next to him when that happens Uh, So that's a little bit of a Warning sign of who Loretta is getting In uh, bed with business wise Isn't Um,
1: it interesting that Raylan Is is kind of telling her you should have played that Slower. Boyd's telling her that you he should have played that slower. Like, both of those two, who are diametrically opposed in so many ways,
0: are telling her, like, you're making the wrong play there. Yeah. Then again, I mean, maybe the outcome of this is going to be like, what do these guys know? Yeah, yeah I, what, what if she's right in one of these? Maybe
1: good? it'll work out just peachy keen for her. But I got—I'm telling you that that next uh, to kin thing is
0: not good. No, not great at all. Um, you not know what? Great, Bob. You know what is great is when Boyd brings Win into the mine and Win <laughs> sees is so funny Uncle Zachariah. And what is that? What is that, Josh? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> that Win Duffy is chest hair. I know you have never <laughs> seen it before. Uh, yeah, it was really fun. And even Carl being like, "Nice shoes." To to Duffy is a really funny touch. When yeah. is out of his element? Yeah, he completely. just does not belong down underground. No, this is not his scene, not at all. Um, and this is a scene, this is a great scene is back at the party, Raylan coming to Ava. Uh, basically kicking earl out of there telling him to go smoke earl doesn't smoke he says take it up it'll be good for your health which is code for get the hell out of my way um and Raylan and ava are going to have a chat and it is going to come out that Raylan knows that ava has been burned
1: yeah she she kind of sniffs it out he sniffs it out they need to talk about this and i think it's a good way to do it and a good time to do it but uh, some interesting things result from this right like what happens is that is this in the plans that she's she's not she's freelancing on Boyd right that she tells Raylan I'm supposed to tell you it's going to happen a week from now but it's going down tonight in fact very soon
0: yeah I think that he is giving her an opportunity to still be on board yeah, and she's taking it. She's taking it. I mean, she's playing it. She's playing this. She's still playing both sides to a, a very real degree. Uh, I think in her saying, "I'm supposed to tell you it's happening next week, but it's happening today, um, and it's happening soon," I think is definitely, definitely a a sign that Ava is is still just keeping her options open. But I wonder if that's the get out of jail free card too. You know, because uh, Boyd told her. I think it was last episode where he says she really only is going to have one shot at derailing Raylan like putting him on the wrong track and she hasn't really done that yet. Um, if she's supposed to tell him it's going down next week but it was happening today, that would, um, that would be the get out of jail freak. Yeah, possibly. That's very possible. Um, it, it's
1: kind of subtle if that's the case and that's fine. Subtlety is good but yeah. I don't I don't know that it, uh, you know, he, he probably could have said to her like in the context of the episode like tell Raylan it's going down next week and we'll, we'll buy ourselves some time and that's our get out of jail freaker. that's your one time, right. you know, we can do this and maybe that maybe that is what it was i i it's interesting and i don't know about cutting room floors or whatever what i will say is this At the beginning of the season, it seemed like Ava was going along to get along, that she didn't want to go back to jail, that to the extent that she was helping Raylan at all, it was for that reason. And she was constantly being threatened by that via directly by Raylan, indirectly by Vasquez, Rachel was involved. All these people were involved and they were threatening her with taking her back to jail at some point. You know they say to Raylan like she hasn't Given us enough we might have to send her back to jail So they go from she's definitely going to go Back to we might it might not be Enough and we might have to send her back to jail At this point I don't think she's Helping Raylan because she's worried about Her own skin anymore in terms Of going back to jail I think she's making An active choice to help Raylan I don't think that she's you know she's in A position where she's doing it because she feels like she's Going to go to jail if she doesn't I don't know Is she trying for that fifty thousand dollars What do you think like why what's her real motivation motivation in breaking in in double dealing against boyd
0: here um i think it's keeping her options open i think that listen Raylan is obviously on the scent it's clear it's clear that he knows what's going on yep he's Uh, and she knows that and she knows that so what's she gonna do you know she she has boyd's trust right now such as it is uh she Positions herself well with Raylan here by saying this is about to happen, and Raylan's like, "Yeah, make it happen." Um, and so one of two things happens, unless the third thing happens, which does happen, which is Zachariah screwing the whole thing. But if it goes the way that it's supposed to go, if the if the vault does get blown up from the from the ground up, and Boyd is able to do what it is he's trying to do. Um, then it goes one of two ways Either Raylan wins or Boyd wins And whoever the winner is That's where she'll go But she has positioned herself To be in the good graces of either one um, And I think that that's smart uh, I think that's what she's doing right here uh, And I think Yeah, I, I think that's the right play At least for right now And, you know, she's going to have to make a, a For real Z's choice at some point But Uh, Her for real, he's choice in this moment is uh, to keep her options open. That's just what she's been doing all season long.
1: Yeah. And what's really great about this and it comes to bear pretty quickly and we'll get to it. But uh, Boyd doesn't sense that at all. But he's he's worried about trusting her for another reason, because what happens in that tunnel? His Uncle
0: Zachariah. Yeah. Yeah, Uncle Zachariah, he reveals himself. Um, and I thought that this was interesting because we'd been wondering, what the hell is this guy up to? Uh, yeah. is, he, is he trying to get the money for himself? Is he trying to reduce uh, the group by one share? That's why he killed uh, the pig. Uh, is that is that what's going on here? It turns out that he just wants to kill Boyd in, I think, um, like a poetic way. Like, I think that he wants to to really torture Boyd. I think he wants to get Boyd into the position where he thinks his dreams are about to come true, and then he wants to turn his dreams into a nightmare. I think that it's a, it's a long con, which uh, someone from Lost would be familiar with. Uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a long con, and I think that he is trying to make this as painful as possible for Boyd, uh, and that's why he's been so elaborate about this, which, I mean, whether or not you like that is up to you, but at least it makes some modicum of sense as far as what he had been doing.
1: Well, and to be fair, his motivation has been fairly well stated from the jump, uh, which is that he despises the crowders. He despised the position that Bowman put Ava in, and he's going to get some recompense for that. Yeah. I mean, that's all that's been the kind of the rules of the game. That he set out from the jump, so this is not coming from out of nowhere. This is exactly what he's kind of been clear about always. So it fits; it does work.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, and he he ties Boyd up, and he somehow disappears. Where does he go? Well, I think that's a million dollar question.
1: I don't think he's dead, right? I mean, like he, he, we didn't no body, no Nobody. no death,
0: no body, no death. Uh, is he
1: still down there? He may have uh, plotted out an escape, you know, little hidey hole or a freighty hole for himself Uh uh, to kind of, you know, uh, to to lie low in while everything went down. I think that's a a very distinct possibility. He's been down there in the mine by himself for a while. Yeah,
0: this is a guy who loves the mines, too. Like he loves being underground. He's made that clear before. Uh, So it certainly wouldn't be out of character for him to just be hanging out down there right now. And in order to get out, it seems like he would have had to go past uh, Carl and win, right? Yes, uh, so he's, I think so. He's, he's dead or he's down there, uh, and I don't think he's dead.
1: No, I think he's down there, and I don't think he's trapped. I think he's down there in a, fully intending to have been down there uh, in a position where he's protected and safe, and this has sort of been his plan all along, um, which i got to say, before, until the money's moved, uh, that puts him in play for, for possibly blowing up the ground and uh, you know popping up like a hedgehog at the exact wrong time. So <laughs>
0: that's, that's what you see
1: for him coming up next? He's just going to see, you know, they're going to be maybe there's going to be a showdown in the basement of the portal, and, and Boyd's going to be making a move, and all of a sudden there's going to be an explosion, and Zachariah's going to pop up. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I I just think that we haven't seen the last of Zachariah. I I don't feel like uh, he's going to help uh, anyone that's going to be currently in the story. His goal seems to still be once he finds out that Boyd is alive and survived this, he's still going to want to kill him. Uh, and By the way, I think it was well set up by last week's episode that he could actually get the drop on somebody. He's not a uh, not a weak guy. He's still got a little scrap in him. So when he gets the drop on Boyd and kind of beats him down with that rebar or whatever that was, I totally bought it because this is not a a frail old man.
0: Yeah. Um, Interesting. This is what I wanted to talk about with Carl. Interesting that Carl helps Boyd out here. Uh, If we'd been going with our Carl theory that this guy was going to turn on Boyd, this would have been a great time to do it. Yeah, you're right about that. I mean, I guess like, you know, there's no money. So let's, you know, let's keep him alive until there is money type of thing, I guess. Uh, That that would work. Um, But I mean, he saves him. Like Boyd could have died right here and it would have been fine.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting because earlier in the episode, right at the beginning when Art's like, I think I got somebody else in mind uh, to kind of play against Boyd for just a split second. I thought it might be Carl. And the reason why is I thought it might be like, oh, we'll pay him. We'll just give him a bunch of money. uh, And, you know, we'll tell him the $50,000 thing for Ava. Like, this guy's pliable. He's malleable. I don't know how Art would know that, but I feel like we might get some insight into that and we might see him be the one. Uh, and that might be the way they'd get at it. I didn't think we were going to get the mole reveal, just like right at the beginning of the episode, uh, seemingly without fanfare. But uh, I thought for a minute that it might be Carl that uh, that art was going to try to use and, and manipulate and that it might actually put him at odds with Earl or we might actually see something from that. So maybe still to come, I guess we've got to stay tuned.
0: TBD. But for now, he he lets Boyd out of that jam. He gives him the rock hammer. Boyd gets out of there just in time uh, before there's fire in the hole. The rock hammer—it's like a Shawshank thing. Yeah, really. Except it didn't take how—how how many years did it take? him? like decades, right?
1: Andy Dufresne swam through a river of raw shit.
0: Yeah. How how long until? Uh, I don't know. Like, it was like it was like 15 years, yeah, a long, right? Long time. Long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Boyd is. uh... He is lucky that he's not drowning in a river of shit, at least not yet. At least not yet. That could still be. He is sort of
1: figuratively,
0: he right? Is, yeah, he's in big trouble right now. Yeah. And and
1: it's interesting because they see, they see Boyd, Duffy, and what does Tim say? Like, we all see Duffy. When they're getting out of the mine, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just like Duffy is struggling. Like he is having a pretty hard time with that, that explosion from the mine. Yeah. That
0: is not, that's, that's not when Duffy's element, no, not his thing, not his thing at all. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's really but it's, it,
1: that's a little funny Tim scene there, but, uh, yeah, Boyd is not in, in good shape and he truly doesn't know who to trust. And the Zachariah thing is just so left field, uh, for everything that he's been dealing with that it's just one more thing to pile on. That's making it really difficult for him to pull this one last job. Uh, uh, and what about but what about uh what about the the scene we have in the smoky basement of the portal Between Markham and Raylan
0: Well before we get there I, I want to just say One more thing about the mine um, You know we, we've been talking about how fire in the hole You know really the, the short story That this whole series is based on how um, how, how fully formed It was and, and it's the basis of the Of the pilot episode and everything that's happened Has really been inspired by that story It's a great story uh, and you and I've talked About how maybe we could see Raylan and Boyd winding up down In the mine again I'm having a hard time figuring out how that would happen naturally justified isn't a show that likes to repeat itself and now that they've blown the mine, i wonder how they can get them down there and so i'm i'm trying to think about what kind of closure we've gotten from the mind story and like even in terms of the way that this is shot when boyd is nearly blown up uh that he nearly is just fried in this fire Um, it's, it's like shot in the same way as when, uh, Raylan and Boyd are seen in like that quick little flashback at the end of the pilot episode, like running out of the mine together. Uh, and I think it's interesting if you're trying to close the book on the whole thing with Boyd and Raylan's relationship dating back to the mine that right now in a situation where Boyd needs his buddy in the mind the most, Raylan is um, nowhere to be seen. He's actually standing above him. Uh, he, is, he is completely out of the mind. He's not coming back down to the mind, and he's not coming back down to Boyd's level. And I think that there's some interesting symbolism there. Uh, if that's the end of how Boyd and Raylan's relationship first began, if that's the last that we ever really get a connection on that I, I feel, um, I feel some closure on that front based on the way that this is shot, that it's kind of like Boyd's alone. Boyd is alone. Boyd is down here. Raylan is up there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's really, I think that's really a valid observation and I think it's a good one. Um, there obviously Raylan's reasoning for being up there uh, is is really kind of anti Boyd. Uh, it's because he wants to hurt Boyd, not help him. Uh, and so it's just, that's it's a, just
0: a cool reminder of like the sides that they're on. you, you know, know that's
1: like, an interesting wrinkle to throw into the mix. Is that it, they are on those different sides, uh, but and but in some ways by choice, and in some ways like with the fire and the hole, not by choice. They work together. We dug coal together, and everything that used to go with that. Their bond is 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 present, but there are clear delineations. There's a, there is a, a floor between them. That's a lot more than a floor in this case.
0: Yeah. And I've been, you know, I've wondered if there's any way of getting these two back on the same page. And, um, you know, I, I'm still not closed on that possibility, but this was just such a stark reminder of the different worlds they live in right now. Uh, yeah. and it really is only separated by a floor. Uh, and, the, of, and
1: the worst part is boy, not knowing that Raylan's up there. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: It's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, so let's go to the smoky basement. Uh, which is funny. I, I like Raylan saying to him, like, ah, oh, it didn't occur to me that the dipshit wasn't capable of pulling it off. Uh, and this is where Avery says, what if he'd stuck his head up the hole, but you've just shot him. He's like, maybe, yeah, maybe.
1: Yeah. That was kind of, you know, he was ready to, to, th- to throw down or do whatever was needed. So I don't know.
0: Uh, and Ray also saying, let's just give him a minute. He might come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. That's funny. Yeah. So, okay. Great. So the, so you hear like the, you hear that the fire department is going to be on, on their way. And Avery says something to, to Raylan along the lines of like, you know, I don't get you. I gave you some money of my own to help you out here. I figured we were simpatico and now I see that you're just jerking me around to get to Boyd. Raylan says, don't take it personally. I'm just doing what I have to do. Avery says, well, that's my plan, doing what I have to do. Raylan says, care to elaborate. Avery says, "Eh, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to go get some fresh air. Uh, For a second there, I thought that maybe like uh, Boone was going to pop out from the corner and do something to Raylan. Uh, I thought that Avery was going to pull some catherine hale gun in a bag trick uh we do know that he has that gun in the drawer of cash i thought that might come out there uh it just turns out that avery gets up and walks away but what's your take what do you think doing what i gotta do means for avery markham given everything that has been done in this episode and in this season
1: well, again, we got to pivot back to Loretta. I think that he's
0: willing to kill a child, uh, and that might be what he's talking about there. Um, and yeah, I think don't, that that's, don't take it personal. I'm just doing what i got to do. If he's parroting yeah. Raylan, uh, that's what Raylan says. If he's parroting Raylan, then like, don't take personally what I'm going to do to your friend.
1: Yeah, and I think that, that looking back, this scene, if, if that does happen, it, is going to be really kind of a gut punch when when we see it in uh, in hindsight because this is Avery Markham saying like, I thought I had you figured out. or I thought we were simpatico and then this is what happened and well, all right. Well, that, that's the game you want to play if you want to really raise the stakes that way and you want to use me to do what you got to do. I'm going to do what I got to do. Uh, And you're probably not going to like that, just like I don't like this. So uh, I got to say that if that's the case, if really if Raylan raised those stakes and Markham is willing to go there as a result of this, that's going to be a horrible thing. Uh, Whether Raylan assigns that to his conscience or not, it's going to be something that could be assigned there. And that's rough.
0: Yeah, very rough indeed. Uh, So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I don't know. Knock on wood. I hope Loretta makes it. I'd like Loretta to make it out of this.
1: I would, too. Uh, And and because I I'd like to think that there's somebody down there in Harlan uh, taking it easy while the rest of us are up here living our lives. Like I'd like to think that that that's uh, that's the future of Harlan for the show, because, you know, what's really interesting, otherwise
0: it's very bleak for Harlan.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. It's really interesting that we haven't talked about it a ton, but Harlan is almost a character on this show in so many ways, uh, just by virtue of everything that it brings to the table with other characters. Uh, and we've seen it so directly and indirectly characterized throughout uh, via song and via you know just difficult ways in and out, and the people who populate it. They've they've made it a major player in the story. And to think of it as something that when the story dies, it just dies, uh, is pretty rough. So I'd like to think that there's a there's a third way that there's a future for harlan and it, it may, if it looks like something like loretta was saying to the people in that meeting that would be fantastic uh but i gotta think that the uh, the outlook for this show is not so rosy
0: yeah we'll see we'll see yeah. um outlook for boyd not so rosy boyd comes back to headquarters uh throws earl out of the bar throws ava around a little bit he's he's in you know paranoid overdrive cause he nearly just died he almost got blown up or crushed to death um and he thinks that ava was in cahoots with zachariah that it wasn't enough just to get him thrown in jail now she's trying to kill him as well uh and ava talks sense here's like no i'm the one who told you he's not right in the head uh and so boyd finally accepts that ava's not lying to her um and ava says to him like where's the money he says it's still in the vault uh and you can see on ava's face there, like Oh, uh, which one of these guys is getting out of this one ahead? Like, who's got this situation going going in the right way? Um, interesting that that tug of war is still in play. But Boyd, he stands up. He says that the money, it's still in the vault. They're going to move it tonight, and that's when I'm going to hit it. Um, so this, like, this feels like... I forget what the name of the episode was before Decoy, but it feels like the end of the episode before Decoy, where now it's like, now we just got to get out of Harlan alive. It feels like the next week's episode could very easily be that night uh and could be this second attempt to hit the vault or to at least uh steal the money
1: yeah that uh i think that's called get get drew i think that's the one before decoy but uh but yeah, it does feel that way. Uh, and, and I think that that's, that's rough because you're right. The look on Ava's face says like, Oh boy, which one of these guys? I mean, like I said, the interesting thing about this scene is he's very concerned that she lied to him about Zachariah, not at all concerned uh, because he doesn't know that she put Raylan right there yeah. uh, and ready to take him down. Ultimately, yeah. like she put that in motion to let that happen. He doesn't know anything about that and isn't even caring or suspicious about that anymore and I think that that's uh that's rough because we know much more than Boyd in that respect and we like Boyd so I don't think we want to see him uh see this kind of play out that way but uh but it seems to be heading there for sure and that's uh, that's tough to deal with I also think that uh it's just it's just a situation where um him kind of saying I'm going to hit the money as soon as they move it is just so rash like, it really is just like a desperation play. Uh, and he says something like, I'm not sure if Zachariah is still alive. And I'm like, okay, gonna make a desperation play. Not sure if the guy who just
0: tried to kill you is still alive. None of this is good for Boyd Crowder. It's all bad. It's all bad, and that's not good. All bad for Boyd. Uh, yeah, and then we, we get the end of the episode, which is kind of just a little code on everything that uh, Raywin says, listen, I'm not doing the icky shuffle in the end zone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Rachel is with me. She says, what the hell is the icky shuffle? Rachel Uh, should know. Come on, Rachel. Rachel should know. Uh, But yeah, I mean, Markham has to move the cash. Boyd's going to be there when he does. And Rachel says, "Oh man, to think there was a time I was excited about having the big office." Uh, And that's how we close out tonight. That's how we how we finish this episode. Pretty funny.
1: Yeah, I mean, Rachel's from Kentucky. Like, I feel like she should know the Cincinnati Bengals, right? My mom lives in Lexington, right? Uh, I believe that's true. And her sister lived in Lexington. Like, she is from Kentucky. Maybe she's just
0: not into sports. Some people
1: aren't uh who are these people josh you're talking to one i know i know i'm just giving you shit yeah yeah i think that it's uh i think that it's it it is funny she's like to think i wanted the big office and it's (laughs) like oh well this is with what is it with the heavy hangs the head that wears the crown or whatever Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah or with great power comes great responsibility there's a lot of sentiments that therein have been expressed in popular culture so it doesn't surprise me that poor rachel's struggling with it
0: i know i know all right well what do you think what's happening next week what's your guess
1: well, uh, next week's episode, this isn't a spoiler, I guess. It's titled uh, Trust. Ha well so what do we got like uh some trust fund kids are going to come to town and just ruin <laughs> everyone's life
0: yeah the the two kids that ty walker sent to wizarding world of harry potter are going to come back and like, where is that guy
1: yeah he got his credit card his right credit here
0: card yeah <laughs> yeah those kids they're coming back into the mix no i mean obviously it's gonna be a lot I, it has to be a lot about um about where ava stands and things in relation to boyd in relation to Raylan. uh can you trust win duffy right now uh just all, there's lots of issues of trust that are going on here can ray and trust himself and Boyd trust himself around Ava all, all sorts of things that are going on here so and I'm sure that there will be some other ironic use of that title somewhere in this episode because Justified is good at writing um, anything else do we cover it all do we get it I think we just we need to we need to track this
1: uh, because it, it continues to be tracked. Susan Appleby tracked it for us in our in our our comments. The death draft. You have Boyd Walker and a USA Vasquez and you had Raylan is not dying uh, and Walker died. So you're already you've already drawn. Uh, you've already drawn first blood, right? I have. And I have Tim. I have Carl and I have Mikey and I have Rachel is not dying. Yeah. I don't know why. Carl and Mikey. What was I thinking? I mean, one of them is probably going to die, right? That's what I was thinking that just red shirt it or like uh, or like storm, storm it like like that's got to happen.
0: Right. Yeah, like Carl will die for sure. You I'll, would think i will draw blood. You'll draw blood. I might lose this thing. I'll, I'll have drawn first blood, but my picks are riskier.
1: Well, Susan herself drafted Boyd, Ava and Art as dying and Raylan's daughter as not dying. Well,
0: so. uh, Susan has really stuck her neck out there. <laughs> with art
1: you mean or with Raylan's daughter not dying no
0: i feel i feel like um those are risky choices like there's no red shirts there uh boyd ava art dying those are all main players
1: yeah uh i think you're right and i, I so, think
0: Raylan's daughter is safe i don't think this show's gonna blow up Raylan's daughter no you're
1: probably right uh there's know, no fast really-
0: forward to four weeks from now let's see what i'm saying
1: there's another really good thing Just kind of covering Some of the feedback We had after last week's episode totally. Since we recorded it Live in person Susan posted uh, A Merle Travis song On our, our show page At postshowrecaps.com uh, Which is a great song Dark is a dungeon Which is what last week's episode Was named after uh, Definitely uh, Recommend that you guys Track that video down The lyrics As Susan points out Inform much of the episode For both Boyd and Raylan Great
0: song uh, So definitely check that out Do you have any um, Highlights from the lyrics Or not Not handy
1: Not handy But uh, <laughs> (laughs) Uh, I watched it when, uh, like a day after she posted, and I thought, man, that's really on point. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure we hit it here. I guess the only other question, and and Susan raised this, and I'm, I'm I definitely want to flag it uh, to talk about real quick right here, because we got a little bit of this when when Earl comes back in. Earl is, so is Earl has been sent off to kind of help Loretta, and she's like, "Get away from me! I know where I'm going. I, I don't need, I could show myself at. Yeah, yeah. But that's the muscle that she hired. and Earl can't be in two places at once. So he's got to help Ava, and uh, and he's got to help Loretta. So that's tough. But when Earl comes back in after the the explosion, he comes back in with Ava and he's like, where is everybody? Where's the money? And he's kind of asking around. Susan asked, do you think Boyd's guys will help Ava in some way? I think she's specifically talking about Earl. Um, They know Boyd doesn't care about them, Susan says. The season's had several references to Ava's beauty and influence on men. And that uh, maybe there's at least a couple ways to get out of Harlan, uh, Susan says. So do you think that ultimately um, that's going to be something that comes into play? I mean, are we going to see the the way that Earl's kind of been embedded with Ava really come into play? Or is that just something that's been teased out on the surface and at the edges and not something that really is going to happen? Yeah.
0: I mean, I wouldn't quite call it like a deus ex machina there. I mean, there is groundwork for it. Like it wouldn't be completely out of nowhere for Earl to yank Ava out of Harlan, but it does, it, doesn't feel totally right like it feels it feels decently right within the context of the season but in terms of the context of the series like that would just be a strange way for ava to get out of there i think but i mean susan observes correctly that ava's beauty and her history and her influence on people has been brought up quite a bit and we've seen earl be taken with ava for sure um so i think that there's more to come there i don't know if it's necessarily that earl is going to be the guy who saves her i don't think that i don't see earl as her knight in shining armor i see him as a little bit of a douche to be honest i just don't think that that's the direction that ava is going to wind up in um but i i do see him potentially sticking his neck out for her in some capacity i could see that for sure
1: yeah, I think that uh, I think that will be I mean, that's something that we've been sort of loosely tracking for sure uh, And I think that, uh, that it's something that we can We can ultimately see If it does play out, like you said, wouldn't be Deus Ex Like it would be something they've laid the groundwork for But just because they've laid the groundwork doesn't mean it's going to go anywhere uh, And I think that one of the great things that this show does That you kind of hinted at earlier in this episode uh, And we talked about it, you know, like I said, is that They set up a lot of options, and they set it up so that it could go any number of ways, and so that when it does go one of them— it's believable, you buy it, et cetera, and you don't really have a problem with it not necessarily going the other ways that it didn't go. Um, So for example, in this episode, we find out when Duffy's the mole relatively quickly. We had a lot of other candidates for this mole. I don't think anybody's upset with any of them not being the mole. I'm sure the show would have found ways to make it work if any of them had been the mole, but ultimately they went with one that was really satisfying and, and everybody was pretty happy with. If they're to be believed, I don't think they planned, for example, for Shelby uh, to be Drew Thompson at the beginning of the game, right? Right. Right. That's what we've talked about. So the fact that they set up multiple possibilities, that they put a couple things in play, and that Shelby was one that kind of boiled up to the surface and they made it work uh, is sort of the hallmark of this show. So I think Ava's obviously a beautiful woman. She's somebody that, we A lot of characters have talked about what it was like with Ava in high school and the time when she was young. Ava talks about Raylan that way, uh, and Raylan talks about how her being younger was a little weird and all those sorts of things. So th- that's something that's been talked about. So it wouldn't be far-fetched at all for one of these guys to hitch their horse to kind of Ava's wagon. Uh, and I think Earl at some point earlier this season says something like uh, when she comes in asking for him, he sort of kind of slow plays it and says something like, oh, you're, you're Boyd's girl, huh? And uh, and that kind of all plays out like he knows what's been going on. He's been tracking her the minute he first saw her and probably before that. Uh, but he's been playing a little close to the vest. So where that leads, it's hard to say, but hard it's something that's definitely in play.
0: Yeah, Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So I guess that like many things, I mean, we already answered one of our big questions. We know who the mole is, Josh. I know who the mole is. I'm happy. The, the mole again.
0: I know. The mole, the mole again, mole again. Uh, yes. I, I do feel good about that. Um, I, I do feel like you and I have been pretty dialed into Justified, and I'm glad that we got one right.
1: Yeah, um, me too. Yeah,
0: that's. Good. I feel like it validates us. Yeah, at yeah, somewhere. yeah. Well, nothing's going to validate us. Uh, uh, not, not after that curtain talk. There's no validating on this one. There's podcast. no walking that back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have to have at least six stickers to pass through.
1: Oh, boy. That's we're in trouble shot. with that. Yeah, we're in trouble with that. We've got to go
0: home. The troll needs his stickers. Indeed. All right, Antonio, trap. do we have a hashtag for this week? We had Mole
1: again, M-O-L-E-A-G-A-I-N. Okay, let's I do that. I think you threw out Antonio's curtain, which well, I don't a, really. That's a that's, that's a, a mid the halfway point that's hashtag. It's a, a
0: mid mid podcast hashtag. If you're feeling uh, if you're feeling up to it, just to let us know that you got there. All right. uh, but yeah, let's go hashtag mole again, uh, as in uh, we've done the mole thing again. Yes, um, I like it. Yeah, so let's do that. Win Duffy, you are the mole. Uh, that is pretty great. And, moley, moley, mole, mole, uh, mole. Antonio, I wish you were the mole on my back so that you were here with me all the time. <sighs> wow and I would, I would scratch
1: you and uh, what is it do you do swipe left can i swipe left on
0: that one is that the good swipe or the bad swipe that's the bad swipe josh the, oh, all right.
1: these moles are bad they're like they're like uh melanoma i think is the word Well, then for I, would, I
0: would have you be the mole on my back and i'd get you excised and i would just put you in a jar and keep you with me forever jesus christ this is terrifying all right sorry about that everybody uh i just really like antonio
1: that's fine don't let me like don't de-personify me into mole him.
0: I might have to oh boy oh boy alright well we will see if Antonio returns next week as a human or as a mole full back I'm going full back <laughs> he's going, ladies he's gentlemen. he's going full back as we uh, move into the final four episodes of Justified starting next week that's crazy <sighs> I don't want to think about I this I don't want to think about it either but I mean that means we've got good TV ahead of us uh, or at least exciting TV and next, prob- probably great TV to be honest
1: next episode uh, trust as we talked about is directed by Adam Arkin. Adam Arkin directed season five's finale. He directed Shot All to Hell, which is another episode from season five. Uh, and I, you know, he, he directed Thick as Mud, which is an episode from season three. He also played Theo Tonin. Yeah, so Theo there's Tonin. got that going for him. He directed the first episode of season two, the last episode of season one, Bulletville. Uh, he directed Long in the Tooth, another season one episode. So he's one of Justified's most prolific directors, along with Michael Dinner and a couple others. So. <coughs> definitely something to look forward to the adam arkin episode uh from this season so uh the the last adam arkin episode of the series i should say
0: yeah all right well hit up antonio and i on twitter antonio's at ac mazzaro with two z's one r i'm at round howard like ron howard but a little bit rounder uh we will be back next week talking about the final four episodes of justified or starting to talk about the final four episodes we'll be talking about episode 10 trust uh trust us it will be worth the wait uh antonio i'll talk to you next week uh, you'll talk to me as soon as we end this podcast. I guess that's true. You guys are not privy to that conversation. But for your purposes, everybody, take care. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Okay.